0: Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources therapy, 12 step recovery, and life lessons of long term sobriety. To contact us, email sober sisters talk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email Talk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hi, everybody. This is M.G., Elizabeth Pudwell and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. We're going to talk because that's what we do. And we're sober and we're sisters in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, so I just got back from a trip. I went to
1: San Diego and I saw my sisters and um, it, you know, I, I I just think it's so important to maintain that connection to my family, you know, I came back and I just felt rejuvenated. I felt, um, I think it's really hard for me to, um, be taken care of, you know, like I stayed with one of my sisters and her and her husband, they're kind of like, you know, well, what do you want to do? What do you want for dinner? What do you want? You know, do you want to do this? Do you want to do? And I think I, I sort of resist that, um, for somebody to take care of me, but I just, um, you know, I participated when I could, I, paid for dinner and bought flowers and I did this and I did that, um, but it still it felt really good at the end of the trip. I felt really you know I felt loved and I hadn't seen them in almost um it had been a year and a half um, since I'd been to California and I just really enjoyed it and i I'm glad I got to see my family
0: yeah, yeah, well, and I similarly went out to lunch. Uh, not, or last Saturday, with one of my dearest friends. She would hate if I said one of my oldest friends, because she's like, no, don't say I'm your oldest friend. And um, so we went to, I went and picked her up, and then we went to eat lunch, and it was great. She's vaccinated, her wife's vaccinated, so it was really good. And uh, I think that it's important for us, and I think especially coming out of the pandemic, where I've been feeling a lack of that fellowship, that community, that relational experience of being with other people.
1: Social, The social participation, you know, none of us have been doing that.
0: Right, right. So, uh, I'm so glad, and I feel like you've been uh, rejuvenated, and you've come back, and here we are, doing our little old podcast again. So... Elizabeth had a topic, and I wanted to. I want to hear so much more about it. And the topic is on how do you change your story? Is that right? Yeah. So I was sharing with <clears throat> MG
1: before we started that um, I have a group that a small women's group that meets, and we talk about um, the law of attraction, and we had we t- we focus a lot on the um, thoughts that we tell ourselves and the um, the stories because that is. That, you know, this family of origin stuff, this stuff that we adopt when we're young, that is what um, where my addiction comes from. That's where my acting out comes from, is nobody cares about me. Nobody knows who I am. Um, you know, my mom doesn't love me. My mom loves them more than me.
0: All of that stuff, right? Right. And there's also, also what I make up for you is for me is that we're trying to vie for limited resources from our parents and we're competing against our brothers and our sisters. And so our parent, my parents at least, pitted each other against us. And so it wasn't, it, you know, when I think about my childhood, I I remember thinking when I was in high school, man, I got to figure out a way out. I can't stay in this house one more minute and I figured out how to change my story, which was to graduate early And I figured out, and it was like when I was a sophomore, I was like, when I understood the idea of credits, I was like, how many credits do I need to graduate? And so I started going to summer school, and went to summer school my sophomore, my junior year, and I was like, I've got to get all these credits done, and I was able to graduate in December of my senior year, and start college January of the next month, like a a semester. And my friends were like, you don't want to stay for graduation, and I'm like, No, I don't give a shit about any of you. Wow. No. And I was out of that house and down at university as soon as I could because I wanted to change my story. I no longer wanted to live in that household. But Elizabeth and I were talking about, like, one of my challenges now, which is my weight gain and how I want to lose weight. And for me, I want to start by walking. And she was telling me that one of the biggest strategies is to use small steps so i'm gonna make a proclamation to here and to you and to elizabeth that i'm gonna start walking 10 minutes a day between now and next week so we'll i'll check in with you guys next week so there's also and first of all i admire your courage
1: in sharing that on a publicly on a podcast um And I do think that like, you know, I think in this whole year and a half that we've been doing this or however long it's been, there's a lot of people that have not been active that, I mean, I went from November to March and I don't think I've ever, I've done that in, I can't remember. I think it was like since before my oldest son was born, who's, he's almost 41. You didn't go to the gym? Um, Is that what you didn't do? Oh, I didn't work out. Yeah. I, I don't really go to the gym. I belong to a yoga studio, but um, so I think that um, a lot of us have experienced a lot of women, a lot of people have experienced some different, some challenges around self-care in the body. And um, I do think it's challenging, you know, to commit to doing exercise, especially by yourself. You know, that's something that's, you know, cause who's going to know? <laughs> You know, so it's like, all right. And you do, I think it's really helpful to take the small steps. So one of the things that we really have to think about when you want to create change or change your story is, first of all, what is the story you're making up? What is this story that you've created? So I heard, you know, like a lot of the stuff that I do is I go to unavailable people for love. And then I make up this story, like, you know, I'm not wanted. I'm not known. They, you know, there's this, that is my, in my love stuff, that is the story that I'm not wanted. They, they're not paying attention. They don't love me. And I create scenarios that mimic that, that make me feel that way over and over again. Of course, subconsciously, I'm not like actively like, let's see who I could find that will reject me today. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not the way it works, but Um, so you have to identify the story, what it is, what you're doing. And I think with, um, a lot of women in that are new and programmed, what I hear is it's so hard. It's so hard for, I can't do it. I can't do this.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think I would love to help you, um, change that story to, I can do this. Yeah. And, And it might be hard, but you know, you're a fucking powerful woman.
0: You know, and you can change whatever it is that you want to change. And the reason it, that we know that, Elizabeth, is because you and I have been able to change. We've been able to see multitude of women change and do the work necessary. And I don't, you know, I want to reframe it to say it might not be, it, it's not hard, but it's work. Would you agree? It It is work, but it's worth it. Yeah. You know? So, and I have
1: to do that to myself. And you may notice like that I will change the way a sentence is framed or the way that we do this, because I have to do that. I cannot be in this place where I'm like, you know, well, this is really hard. Um, you know, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm dating and um, I've met, the story that I've made up is it takes, a, it's going to take time. And so many of us share this experience. It's going to take time. And instead, I'm just like trying to, uh, I'm trying to reframe it to I'm learning about myself and I'm learning about dating. Every day, every experience that I spend with this, every time I go out with somebody, every time I meet a man, every time I have an exchange on the dating app or whatever, on the phone or whatever, I'm learning. I'm learning about I'm, I'm creating my, ed, my dating education. <laughs>
0: You're back good. to school. Back to I school. That oh, girl, I could tell you some stories. Yeah, but so. Graduate program. It's a graduate program, I think, for you. It's
1: a master's. Maybe even <laughs> uh, in PhD. Uh, it
0: is. Maybe so. so.
1: So what are some of the stories that you want to change? Maybe that I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. Um. This is hard. This is work. Those are all common threads among women in sobriety, women yeah. in SLA. Yeah. And you don't have to just be in SLA. It could be AA. It could be OA. Yeah. Any of those. DA, you know, it's all, because it's all the same type of thing that has you acting out in that way.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And, so you identify the story. Go ahead. You going to say- so, you know, the, I really had a problem with this with my acting, which is why I sort of left New York and came back to Houston. Because what I kept saying to myself is there's no chance in hell that I'm ever going to make it in acting in New York. There's no chance in hell. I have no chance. And with that kind of attitude, how many chances do I have? Goose egg.
1: Well, if, but if we, I, I would imagine if we spent a little bit of time and we took this, there's no chance in hell, I'm going to make it in acting, that we could narrow that to something else. And that, and it would be a family of origin statement, something you developed when you're young, like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, I'm never going to make it like this. I'm not, you know, whatever. Right. There's like this... And that's what we really need to do is to hone it and to figure out what is the story that you are saying. But if you want to go like, I'm, there's no chance in hell, you can flip that, you know, to there's a lot of people that have made it in New York in acting. And why not me? Sure. You know, how I can become one of them. But, you know, you, I don't want you to do that because I don't want you to go back. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> No. No, I would never. But what I was able to do is when I got to Houston, I was able to get an agent, which I wasn't able to do in New York because I said, oh, I can get an agent, no problem in Houston. And what happened? You get an agent, no problem. Right. So, you know, and then going back to sort of like recovery speak, like when I was in my sex and love addiction, because I want to get that back to, you know, what our podcast is, is about, that when I was thinking about, like, these guys, I kept saying that once they know me, they'll see my light, and then they'll love me, and I just kept trying to show them my light, and show them my light, and show them my light, and, and, you know, for this one guy, like, seven years, I kept showing him my light, and it wasn't about that. It was about, like, he was never going to love me. But I kept trying to think of law of attraction and say, thinking, oh, if I just keep positive and keep doing what I need to do, then he'll come around. And and it wasn't. It was uh, That's where I get kind of at a crosshair sometimes with law of attraction. Because let me tell you, if law of attraction really worked the way that I wanted it to work, I would have had the guy. Because I just kept thinking. Thank
1: God that it didn't. You know? Thank
0: God that it didn't. That's a great, that's a great, great view. You know, and
1: the thing is, is a lot of people, um, I think, make that misconception that it's about, that the law of attraction is about thinking positive. And it's really not. Because if you're thinking, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, but you don't really believe that and you have a contradictory um, belief system around that then it that you're wasting time and you're just spinning your wheels because you're never going to do that it has and that's why if we go back to the small steps it's so important so one of because the because i can I
0: walk i can walk 10 minutes a day i know that so there's no like there's that that's a piece of the resistance that is gone i know that i have that physical so what capability. stopped you in the past what has stopped you from
1: that? Walking ten
0: minutes you know up until right now it's the simplest thing it's like I'm just so lazy I don't want to put on my tennis shoes they're and lazy you to
1: put on your tennis shoes because
0: I have to bend over and my gut gets in my way, and I have to find the socks, and I don't have the socks that I really want to wear. I don't have the little socks, and I have only the big socks, so i've got to go and i've got to look for the socks, so it's just like even the simple thing, and then Uh, You know, I've grown out of my uh, sports tops. So what am I going to wear? And I have one sports top that I can wear, but it's usually not clean. So there's all these objections around my clothes and the logistics around doing that. So the small thing that I can do is to get all this ready the night before. Because what my goal is, is I want to roll my fat ass out of bed. And I want to put my shoes on and I want to have my workout outfit right there, and I go and I do it first thing. So that's a small step. I want to do it first thing. I want to get my clothes laid out. I have my route. I've already timed my route. I know the exact route that I can take that's 10 minutes. It's super simple.
1: Do you have a playlist?
0: Do I don't want have a playlist.
1: get that ready as well, and make it something that you really want to listen to, maybe a book. Or maybe you know a, a, you know something that is like I'm excited to listen to this. like don't allow yourself to experience it until your walk. that may that may
0: prompt well, that's you a good suggestion
1: to be a little bit um, more proactive in getting up and doing it. right. I would suggest too um, go on Amazon and order yourself some new socks and a workout top.
0: You know, you deserve it. There's a new Target right by my house. I can go to that Target and go get them tomorrow. You can go tonight after we're done. I can go tonight after I'm done. <laughs> that's a great, even better, even a great idea. So let's let's uh, reverse engineer this to the attic that's newly coming into the rooms and is suffering. Well, so, the first thing I think one of the small acts that you can do is to if you're in a meeting.
1: Go to a meeting. Number one, go to find a go meeting to, and go to a meeting. Go to a meeting. Definitely. And if you're in Houston, you can go on our Houston SLAA website and find all the meetings. There's a there's a tab, SLAA meetings in Houston. And so go to a meeting, share. Tell the tell the room what it is that you're going through. So that's one small step. Go to a meeting. You don't you know you can you don't have to get in your car right now to go to a meeting. You don't have to walk in and find the room. You can get on Zoom, participate. You can, and then, so once you're on the meeting, decide you're going to share and then listen, listen. I found it so beneficial to take notes in the beginning of the meeting, like when I was first going. When somebody said something that resonated with me or their name, you know, I, I as so many of the women that I work with, they're like, well, it's that, that, that girl, that, that, that girl, you know, no, get, you know, if you want to be known, know her name, you know, write these girls' names down. They're on the zoom thing. So there's no excuse for you not knowing what her name is. Um, and then find a sponsor right away. Ask someone to sponsor you. Don't put your name in the chat at the end of the meeting and say, I need a sponsor and expect five women or even one to reach out to you and go, I would like to sponsor you. It does not work that way. No, You have got to find somebody that you write those numbers down or you take a screenshot of them and you call them and find one, even if it's not a perfect fit, just, you can make it temporary. You can say, we can, can we start and work this temporarily and see if it works before I, you know, Nine times out of ten it is because they're just like, your intuition is telling you to call that person.
0: Right. And I mean, it can, you can just say, will you help me set my bottom lines? That's the first thing that you can do is set your bottom lines. And setting your bottom lines is how you record your sobriety in our program. So a bottom line for me is no fantasy. So I may have a thought about something, but once I realize, oh my gosh, I'm in fantasy, it's like a three to seven second rule, then I shut that down. Because for me, if I allow that thought to continue, it can lead me into...
1: That is the law of attraction. Yes. It's like you start like going, well, ooh, he's cute. You know, maybe he's blah, blah, blah. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, We could go out, we could go out on a date. Oh, I wonder what he's like to kiss. I could kiss him, then we're naked, then we're in the bed, then we're go- seeing yeah. each other all the yeah, time. We yeah. the nation, we're doing Christmas and all of a sudden that is the law of attraction. That is like more and more thoughts all geared towards that fantasy that you're, you know, creating.
0: Right, right, right. So you,
1: so, you I do I have to shut that stuff down too.
0: Yeah. No, so that's a bottom line for me. And so they're self-defined for each of us. Some people might have masturbation on their bottom lines. Uh, I do. Some people I don't. I have no
1: available men, like no unavailable people. I have to make sure that my the people that I date are geographically and emotionally available here. And there, there's a way that I have of determining that, you know, right from the very beginning and the first couple of conversations. Now, it may become... It may come up later where I, I define, like, I, this person's available, and then, like, three months down the road, I, oh, not so much. Okay. But as soon as, I, as soon as I discover
0: that, peace out. And another thing, after you set your bottom lines that you can start doing, which is a small step, is to be of service in the meeting. And what you can do in terms of being of service is to read one read. of our readings right? It can be just as simple as that. Like if we were in a room, real room, you might organize the chairs or you might uh, lay out pamphlets or things like that, but we don't have that with Zoom right now. But you can read one of the, the, uh, you know, 12 steps. Another small thing that you can do is you can, you can buy the book on uh, the SLAA basic text, you can buy pamphlets, you can buy literature. That's what we call it. That's the word I was looking for. So that's another small step. And those of us who have been in program for a long time, we do all these things. <laughs> I go to a meeting, I speak, I listen. Sometimes I take notes, uh, and I don't necessarily write down names, but what I do is I save the tab in the Zoom so I can like get people's numbers off there. Uh, I found a sponsor, and I work with my sponsor, and I've set my bottom lines. But I'm all about the service, and I've got a ton of literature that I've bought and that I continue to buy. I recently bought that uh, daily reading book, the uh, A State of Grace daily meditation. So you know, I love that. So what else is? uh, Well, let's move into someone who into another group of women that aren't sober um, women that
1: are um, maybe done with the steps and um, maybe have, you know, need someone to sponsor or they have a couple of sponsees. What are the small steps they can, t- they can take to level up their program? One of the things one of my sponsees is doing is she has this little flock of sponsees herself and they're meeting they're now that the um, restrictions have been released, re, um, reduced a little bit. They're they're having dinner. They're socializing, and they're creating this very, um, very intimate, very bonded group of women. This these friendships among each other, whereas before they didn't even know each other. Yeah. Another thing that you can do is like you know say yes when somebody to sponsor, spawn, ask you to sponsor them. You know that's something that even. Women that I have that don't have someone that they're working with, I tell them, don't wait. Go find somebody. Go tell the newcomer, you need a sponsor. I need someone to sponsor. Let's work temporarily and see. And, and that's a small step. And if you don't know how to do this, bring it up in a meeting. And you could tell somebody, like, I feel like I've done all this stuff, and yet I want to level up my program. I want. I feel like I'm stuck or I'm in a rut. You know. And there's a whole bunch of things. That's I think that's when you and I started this podcast. Sure. Absolutely. We were sort of like stagnant in our program. We wanted to add some spice to it. And then, you know, and then we added this meeting Yeah. and the meeting is like, I love this meeting. I, I mean, it's a
0: huge, huge part of my, my sobriety, my program. Right. And like, think about like how it was before that meeting on a friday night like you had a regular meeting that you would go to and i i stopped going to that meeting and one of the things that you're that i want to suggest to those who have worked the steps and are feeling a little stagnant switch up your meetings yes like you know if you go to a regular meeting on one day keep that meeting stay connected with that group of people but add another different one or try different ones you know, you can go to a meeting. Add meeting. Or if you only do COVID, add women's meetings. You know? You
1: can go to a meeting in Australia. If you can go to a meeting in L.A. Yes, you can. In New York. Right? Just Google Los Angeles SLAA intergroup
0: or New York SLAA intergroup and you'll find the meetings. And there is usually one group or another having some sort of outreach, some sort of weekend thing, some sort of workshop that they're doing around it there's just you know no reason why you can't just immerse yourself into this and learn this technology and that's how we change our story I think Elizabeth is about changing our strategy around it because for me I get defeated because when I was trying to walk 20 minutes I was getting out of breath and I would have a coughing fit and I would feel like oh screw this It's too hot, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would say all these things and it would defeat me. And so I would just be back on the couch, not doing anything. And so setting a small goal, and for listeners out there, just set a goal for this week just to go to a meeting. If you found this podcast and you don't know if you're a sex and love addict, just dip your toe into that water and see if it fits for you. Because what happened to me is I felt like I was or my therapist told me I was. (laughs) It's like you need to go to this meeting and so I was teachable and I listened and I took a suggestion. I was willing and uh, when I went into the meeting what I heard was my story and I heard women and I saw women like me struggling and learning and getting better and all of those things. And so it really turned me on to a community of people that I would have never, ever come across if I hadn't been able to take that suggestion by my therapist and been in such a heap of hurt that I was teachable. I was willing to be teachable. I
1: like to do anything. And, you know, I wanted to share really quickly before we wrap up here that what inspired me to begin looking at any change i want to create by taking small steps was this video that we watched and it mel robbins was the one who was talking about it and she was talking about like she was um lethargic and she could not get out of bed and so what she did she just had this thought like a rocket a rocket and so the next morning she wakes up and she said Five, four, three, two, one, got out of bed. And it got her out of bed. And she was like, that's so stupid. That is so silly. Why does such a silly thing work? But it is those silly small steps. It's it's just a small thing. But it propelled her to go, okay, well, if I can do this, I'm out of bed, and then I can do this. And it just gives you what, what she said is that these small steps, they lead they, they help you to find your power. This is where you become powerful. And the the addiction does it, does. it takes away our power. It makes us feel powerless. And like I can't stop doing whatever. I can't stop calling them. I can't stop thinking about them. I can't stop crying. You can with one small step. It's not going to go away overnight. This is not an instant fix. It's a lifetime program. MG and I have been in here for multiple years. My sobriety date is August of 2004. I don't even know how many. I mean, that's 10, however many years that is, 10, 17. It's a lot, you know. And um, I've been, I haven't ever stepped away from the program. I have been coming. I might have missed a week, but I've still come. I come here. I meet with people. I have a sponsor and I am sponsoring. And that's where you find your greatness. That's how you find your way out of this place where you feel like you're at your rock bottom. If you're laying on the floor in fetal position, if you're crying every day, one
0: small step. Because that's no way to live, listeners. That's no no way. We've we've, been there. We've been there. And And I know, I know, this is better. By far.
1: I feel empowered. I feel like I'm a badass woman. You know, I feel like I... I can, you know, I can accomplish what it is that I want to accomplish
0: and have. You do. You are badass. And so are you. Thank you. Thank you. So, listeners, that's our podcast for today. And, Elizabeth, where do you like to get your coffee? Tell me. Oh, my
1: God. I am drinking my coffee right now from Pure Coffee. It is on I-10 and Antoine, and it is on... I don't even know what side of the freeway that is. That is the south side of I-10 at Antoine. Um, And uh, if you go in there, you might run into me. I go in there every morning get coffee. And you might run into my offspring. And um, you
0: just tell them, say, I am a Sober Sisters listener. And they'll give you a 10% discount. Amen. Well, thank you so much, listeners. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at talk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.